0: I don't have anything out you don't. You're all you. bantered out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Since I, whi- I whipped your ass on the old Q and A about why elk are so much better than viewers. we should
0: talk about that for a second. Trail, Cody, what's your opinion? Let me let me start real quick. Hold okay. Get the back. Are we okay. filming
1: hey, or are we? We're 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 here. Yeah, we're filming. We're live. We're hot. We're hot mic'd. Yep. Right. So we're back again with the Big Hunt Guys podcast. We got Brady Miller. We got Cody Nelson. And then we got myself, Trail, Kreitzer. <laughs> Kreitzer. They not scratch your own you you name. Yeah, was, like, was how, was how, how, how the hell do you say that? Uh, <laughs> Kr- Kreitzer. Yeah. Kreitzer. Um, we're going to talk some optics. We're going to talk mule deer, elk. We're going to talk some late season hunting. We're yep. going to talk spotting scopes, the little guys. Little guys. Some, some binos, probably. Pro- oh, definitely binos. I got binoculars. Questions love for me you. me some binos. Before we jump in, we're going to hit you with a promo. So we have a current promotion going on. You can use the promo <laughs> podcast 50. And we have a promo. It's the 50 50 50, 50, 50 promotion. 50, 50, 50 bucks. You get 50 states when you sign up for Go Hunt Maps. We're going to give you 50 points to the Go Hunt Gear Shop. That's $50 back to the gear shop. So 50 50 50. 50 use the promo code podcast 50. Pretty basic.
0: Yep. So sign up for Explore podcast 50, promo code 50 yep. 50 50.
1: And also, just a. A little tidbit: If you sign up, you're a member. Gohan Explorer. You have maps. You get points back on your purchases in the Gear Shop. You're part of that rewards program, so you build points on any Correct. purchases you make in the Gear Shop. You can build up those points, and you can buy yourself a new set of, you know, what? Vortex? I, I, I had like a guy this. the other
2: day that had, and this is no joke. He, he had like 5,000 points oh we love that guy he's been collecting points yeah. it's like, a, like and, it he, and he went nuts o- over the last like seven eight months mm-hmm. and he's just got a ton of points now and he's he's he called me and was trying to set up for like hey this is what i want to do this is what i'm like okay no problem just let me know when you're ready yep. and he was going to pull the trigger
0: so, so i can't remember who mentioned it the other day but it's like almost like a savings account
2: it a is a savings account. That your it, wife but, he, but here's know the about. here's the
0: bigger add-on I wanna throw out. It's a savings account that your significant other does not know about. <laughs> so <laughs> just keep that in mind. Slush Fund. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, right, I, right. I
0: coined it here first. So if go wants to use it, they have to ask my permission. <laughs> <laughs> Big hunk guys only.
1: It's just tucked away for your own private use. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so use the promo code podcast fifty. Get some points, get maps, get some gear. Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna jump in. Um, we were just having a little conversation. I've been ribbing Brady all day. And I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, um, it's, a, it's a given. I, I, I was just on what me. subject was I, this about today? Yeah I, yeah, I, I poked some fun out of him at him being a fan of Harry Potter earlier about him, you know, dressing up like, you know, Harry Potter and going to conventions and stuff. I mean, is Harry is
0: Harry Potter? It's you know, it's fall. Harry Potter's a great movie to watch. Yeah, but really wait, enjoy how, how do you enjoy it. The, the new Lord of the Rings is out. How do you justify you May, D- Brady,
2: you, when you're dressed you, up? You have the House <laughs> of Dragon. I mean, I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> have your have you wand. Yeah. Where's With, your wand? Your, your, your glasses. As, uh, yeah. All I right. Get one.
1: Anyway, I've been giving him a hard time all day, and uh, I keep making jabs at him about deer, you know, mule deer versus elk, because we know Brady loves mule deer. So what what do you think, Cody? Mule deer, <sighs> elk? But why do we have to decide? 'Cause you gotta you gotta let's pick one. Let's say the world's team.
0: gonna end and you have to decide right or wrong answer. Is you gotta pick, make a, you team. Live. pick yeah, a team. There's
1: way more way more meat on an elk, that's all I'm saying, if you want to use the I mean, scenario do <laughs> not <laughs> I y I don't
2: I don't know. I mean You can't throw gr- coos deer in there. Yeah, but I, and I, look, growing up being a coos deer hunter and, and having that be a passion, I I understand I, I enjoy hunting elk. As much as anybody, I I have been on exactly two mule deer hunts in my life.
1: I'm I'm sorry, I I,
2: I take this back. Three three or four mule deer hunts in my life. I, 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 I was fortunate enough to draw a strip tag in one of the best places in the world to hunt. I enjoyed it immensely. It was tough. It was everything thrown at you. Rain, snow, mud, you know, people. Um... You know the vastness. We were ninety-three mile. My camp was ninety-three miles from from anything. Um, man, but there's, I, for me, like there's something that when I look at elk, I just and this is growing up in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say they're better, but I, i, I but he just, is. <laughs> there's just something about <laughs> That's pretty looking much at what a he's giant bull and and watching them rut, or that- they just they're just. And to and to watch those things move so effortless, effortlessly through you know big country, I just I think it's pretty amazing.
1: It's majestic, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yep. And I that this is in no way, shape, or form a knock on all the mule deer guys. I feel like my soul just left my body. <laughs> but, but why? <laughs> but
1: but but you shouldn't. Do you know what Brady calls elk? Uh,
2: swamp donkeys, or I, I don't know. He, he calls what,
1: them mountain carp. That's, the oh, no, that's just yeah, that, that's, that's the, just mean. That's just that's, that's just. You, you, look, you look how they
2: rut,
0: how do they rut? Very similar to what a carp spawns. Okay, they just all corral the females together. All the males are just going back and forth. You never know what's going
2: on. It's a it's noisy a mix, frat party. It's a mixer. It's a mixer. It's a good time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just there's some. Well, I mean, my my deal is if I could hunt coos deer, you know, and then that would be my like rifle give me give me elk with a with a bow in the rut and the rest of the time i'll be hunting quail i i got i, I got all my all my worries in life are taken care of right you, there
1: you really are from arizona as it turns out coos deer quail three different yeah. kinds of well <laughs> <And> uh, elk
2: <laughs> three different kinds of, yeah i i could do that all i could that is my that's my thing what about, yeah. you, what about you, trail
1: what elk all the way <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the question? It's pretty <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean, I love mule deer hunting. Don't get me wrong, I I do. But I uh, I love I love elk. Yeah, elk with a bow, man. It's it's tough to be. It's just the the dynamic of them rutting and screaming and such a big animal. Bigger antlers, a lot of meat, tastes better.
0: Just because you're not as good of a shot. That's why you need a bigger target.
1: Turns out, I'm actually I, a, a pretty I, piss poor shot with a rifle. Your story so, you told me the yeah. other day I, it was. I will tell breaking, you that I was I was
2: amazed at how big you know, the bodies were on the, on the meal there on the strip. And that that was was the first time I'd done, I mean, I hadn't really been around that. I'd never been on the strip first time, kind of went at it alone and researched and, and talked to as many of the guides and, and people that, that were willing to talk. And, and I, I had probably some golden nuggets that, but you know, I, no one can describe to you how big that country is and then how, yeah. how big the I, – I, I, the first time I walked up, I was just like, you got to be kidding me.
0: I'd like to experience it once. Someone that yeah. I knew drew a tag or just somehow I get invited. Like, I just want to see what it's like and just grind it out. I think it would be cool.
1: You know, here's the thing, Brady. I just had a thought. So if you walk up on a bull that you've cu- you killed and he's a 260-inch bull, Yeah, still looks like a pretty good bull. But mule deer <laughs> – it's gotta be a hundred and you know, it's gotta be a pretty significant yeah. buck to walk up on that buck and be like, Wow, that is a big buck and I'll say that I, I as I was as I, as you guys were talking, I was thinking, I will say like when you when you kill a truly big mule deer, yeah. walking upon that animal is pretty special. Yeah it's there's definitely you have a different feel for a big mature mule deer i'm talking you know for me i'd say 180 inch mule deer you know and you know a 200 inch mule deer i've only ever killed one but walking up to that thing it was pretty amazing
0: yeah i would yeah i mean the one thing i think about a lot is obviously it's because of social media but when you kill an elk no matter what how size, what what type of elk it is a spike a raghorn a medium-sized bull big bull Everyone is always super jacked and very supportive. Like, huge congrats, love it. I've never seen anyone raz someone for shooting a spike, never. A spike elk? Spike elk. No, but you shoot a small mule deer.
1: Oh, yeah, that's you're, true. you're gonna get picked apart.
0: Yeah, you, that's you, true. You you literally shoot a yearling do. buck because yeah, nobody they, likes that. They, they call us a yearling. They hate on you, but people love the spike hunts and they love going out there. Even, even shooting a spike on a you know a hunt where that's legal, you can take mm-hmm. any bull. Like people still jacked on you, but there's some reason there's hate thrown on a small mule deer when that person could be whatever they may be hunting for five years and they're still jacked on it but someone will hate on that person for shooting a small deer yeah, same true. it's the same thing also with bears which is a whole nother discussion but like shoot a small bear which could be the same age as a spike elk you're gonna get ripped apart for shooting a small bear but mm-hmm. elk is always the greatest thing ever super <laughs> cool and it's cool to shoot cows you shoot it shoot is dumb, cool to shoot cows I sh-
1: well, i'll give you I, that I, one i, 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 I mean i love shooting
0: cows too but like uh, a doe mule deer you could probably made fun of for shooting a doe mule deer well,
1: you know you know what else is like if i have a if i have a cow elk tag i shoot a calf usually and i do it on purpose explain i mean if you shoot a calf elk in december oh january boy. which is a lot of time when those hunts take place especially in utah you get a late january you know cow tag yeah. i mean a calf elk is as big as a mule deer at that point and, but they eat, but they eat really, really well. Yes, and it's less to carry off the hill. So I'll often shoot a, ca- a calf elk, and I've now that you st- I mean I've never been given any shit over that. Nobody mm-hmm. cares if I shoot a calf elk.
0: Here's here's the thing too. So I I killed a bull last year in New Mexico. hmm Not a big bull, just a bull. You know, loved it. That was an awesome time. I've been eating a lot of my elk lately, and then I switch back and forth because I have a lot of meat in my freezer. Being a single dude, so I'm just, I go back and forth between. Eating elk, eating mule deer, I honestly will tell you, my mule deer tastes way better than elk. Here's why. <laughs> he's okay. so serious. About he's, <laughs> he's. I'm he's in the up. zone. Hey, look, I'm taking notes over here. I'm just listening. He's in the zone. <laughs> he's on it. So, okay, I eat that uh, that burger. is great. It's just ground elk meat. It tastes too sweet to me. It almost tastes like, you know, some like a like some sort of really like good beef. Which is fine. But it's almost too sweet to me. I feel like it's like I don't know, there's nothing added to it but just it doesn't feel whole and <laughs> from the mountains like like a mule deer does. The mule deer just mm, yeah. Just makes me feel like I'm in a, living in a cabin. So in the middle ruddy, of nowhere. He wants the ruddy. He wants gaminess. it ruddy ruddy up, uh, yeah, yeah. run it up. Some it, honestly sage, it, honestly some I will tell seasoning. you all the time uh, Mule Deer tastes better than mean an elk. I'm not even trying to say that because I no, love I, mule deer. Maybe I am a little biased and whatever, but like a little? A yeah, lot. A lot. Ice, a so. lot. But uh, no joke. I have that elk burger and I'll make tacos in it. And then next week I'll, you know, take out two pounds of mule deer and make tacos out of it. And I'm like,
1: damn. we'll we'll do. These
0: freaking mule deer tacos are way better than I had the elk we'll tacos. We'll do a poll. I, we'll, we'll get Emily to
1: throw this out on Instagram. We'll poll, do a vote. Somehow I feel a cookoff coming <laughs> there. And I,
2: oh, I like, like that idea. That's and, a good idea. Mean,
1: you know. And also keep in mind,
0: almost all my deer are late season deer rutted up. So I don't really... I've had early season deer killed a couple, you know, red right. deer in velvet and whatever. And I still don't think there's a taste difference between them all across the board. And I've killed deer in sagebrush. I've killed deer in PJs. I've killed deer up in the Alpine. Everywhere in
1: Elf. I like this idea. A little cook-off.
2: I think each of you... That's a good idea. You take your best... Elk dish, or I mean, sorry, excuse me. meal Mule deer dish. I'll you take, take a, your, your a calf best. elk. Meal. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Okay, Since so, so now we're off that subject, I'm going to go back to
2: relaxing here. You kind of acted weird and you said uh, I, shot, I, I, I shoot
1: he, calves. Does that, like, feel weird to you? I shoot a calf elk? How do you think uh, people would uh, feel about relax that?
2: when you get off that subject a little bit. Uh,
1: honestly, no. Here's how I look me. at this. Essentially a cow elk hunt. You're taking,
0: you're taking more than one animal when you take a cow elk in late season. Is that what you're going to say? That,
1: no, I'd say that's a possibility. But in my mind, I mean, the whole reason for a cow elk hunt is population management. Yeah. And the whole goal is to remove a mouth from the landscape. Yep. So if I shoot a cow, if I shoot a calf, I'm removing an elk Either from the else. landscape, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it always made sense, especially late. not Not early. I'm not talking early. I'm talking late season, December, January hunts. When those calves are big, you know, they're, they're born, you yeah. know what, June? It's good size. Killing the good,
2: fattened calves. Good,
1: good size, yeah. And they eat better, and they're so much easier to handle in your backpack. So, I don't know, I'm throwing that out there. I do like a calf elk.
0: I'm the opposite. I've killed a lot of cow elk on late season hunts, and I love the biggest cow I can find. The lead
1: cow, big mule head, long yeah. nose. I
0: want, yeah, mainly because I just want to fill the freezer. Yeah. Cause, but again, here's why, because I shoot mule deer all the time, and they are smaller than elk. Mm-hmm. So, like... I burn through a lot of meal deer meat, which one elk can last me for a long, long time. So I'm yep. going to try to stack that full. Yep. And there's nothing better than freezing your butt off, hunting a late season cow in the snow. I it do is, love it. It is really, really fun.
1: It's actually super fun. It is. I, I would say late. It's season, laid back. Late season cow, elk. I mean, any any cow elk will do. That's the best thing about it. You're not looking for a spike. You're not it's looking yes, for the biggest bull you That's can true. find. You find a cow. It's legal. You take it. And yeah, I man. love those hunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't drawn one for a while. I need Neither to. Have I. Yeah, I've got the points. I need to cash them in and go out hunting. <laughs> so now well, well, we got that settled.
2: Now that we got that settled, thanks, Cody, you can for see chiming it, in on that. I, I, I don't know it. when we're doing this, but cook off. <laughs> uh, I'll come up that. for it. Yeah. I'd love to, you know, prepare a dish. A little,
1: sure, a little coos deer dish. Yeah, I've
2: got. I need to get drawn,
1: dude. Coos eats real good. God, yeah, it does. Coos yeah, is tasty. That's
0: there is a truth to that. So let's jump back a little bit, Cody. So I got you here. We're obviously going to talk about optics. Sure. Love what we just discussed. Though. I want. To, I could keep going on that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm I want to relax now. My blood pressure's going back yeah, down. Yeah, bring it down a little. I'm about ready to throw a chew in.
1: There you go. What? I said there you go. Oh. That's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you're handing me something. There. I was like, that's your cell phone. No. <laughs> 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 um You talk about the strip. Yeah. Uh, can you run me through? Obviously, times are different. You had, you know, back in the day. How long ago was that? Well,
2: it was, what,
0: 15? Okay. So, let's run. Th- we want to run through optics. So, for a hunt like that, what were you kind of running for optics? And
2: maybe. You know, at the time, I had a 10. Well, I had. I, I kind of. My, my main was, was a 10. Uh, 42 EL range on my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15s came out quite often. Um spotting scope at the time was a stx 95 okay. and then and then i was using the coas quite a bit because okay. that was uh i think about it that was pre btx those are the highlanders you're talking about uh yeah i used the highlanders quite a bit too. It, it, it just kind of depended where we were
0: yeah and that's a specialized hunt that's why you have oh a 100 percent.
2: The there was and look you know i kind of went on the i picked an area Probably hindsight being twenty twenty, I maybe should have asked some other important questions, and you know, like what deer were killed in the archery season, as opposed to. Mm-hmm. So and you know, I, I did. I had a lot of good help telling me, but I went to where I went because I wanted the chance of surprise, right? As as anybody might want to do, but you know, I don't run trail cameras and I wasn't running out of time. I didn't have time to do that. And, and so, you know, there were some advantages that people had, you know, on the ground because they, they, they were familiar. And, <clears throat> and I think that's great. You know mm-hmm. more power to you. Um, I, I elected not to go guided and, and it's, I could have, I had the choice and, and that all was really quite prearranged if I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose to go the other route and, and me and a friend Chuck hoops from uh, Chino Valley there um, or Prescott Valley there. um, We decided to go alone. And I mean, it was, I mean, you get in that country and you think to yourself, you leave, you know, St. George and our, my campsite was 93 miles. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That's a long ways, middle
0: of
1: nowhere. And
2: by the way, when we started, it was just starting to spit rain, and by the time that we were at camp, there was eight inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> so
1: that's, that's a dream. Isn't um
2: it? yeah, I mean it Out there? So it, 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 it was interesting. And I mean, you know, my truck was was is muddy and dirty and yeah. I broke a shock mount. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened on that hunt that was a little crazy, but <clears throat> everybody that was old school Basically said the way that you're doing it, you got to cover as much ground as possible. So cover much ground with optics, or kind of moving around. I mean, moving from truck to place to. I mean, you know, and if you if you're driving by, going from one place to another, and you just happen to see something, you know, that looks interesting, pull over and look because you don't know. Yeah. And there and there were, there were certain areas that we were trying to hit, but you know, um, I ended up killing my buck in a very somewhat famous area and mm-hmm. it it's it's not all that crazy and it's it's nothing secret but how you hunt it is you know you got to be on the move yeah do, do you think
0: that do you think the optics you use there are pretty specialized to, to like you want oh, you yeah. want the bi- biggest optics you can get bi- big big, binos?
2: big big country i mean there, no there's places too that you can get into where you you can't see f- you know from here to the wall, mm-hmm. but. In that instance, yeah, my optics were 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 pretty tight and pretty dialed in with what I needed. And and you know, I used, I mean, I used the tens on that hunt as much as I used the 15s. really, just because it was uh, again, you're moving from spot to spot, you know, and and th- there's so much movement and there's you're just you're just kind of hoping for the deer to move in to where you're at. And we went two diff- we went two full days at two separate periods and never saw a deer. Wow. (laughs) That's
0: just the truth though. So by the time,
2: a hundred percent, by the time that, you know, the time came around, we, we finally started to see stuff happening. And so, you know, if I had to go back and do it again, would I have elected to, you know, change and, and do that a little different? Uh, Maybe I, maybe I, I would have realized that the rut was really coming on strong and maybe I, I could have used those two days to my advantage, but I don't, I don't, go back and i mean i killed a beautiful buck and and i mean it was a it was a an incredible experience it's so just the other hunting is better it, than elk Gosh, it's just and it, it. It, it's just that country is just gigantic
1: yeah, yeah and for those of people that aren't aware i mean the strip is i mean explain what type of habitat you're talking you're talking pain of juniper sage yep. right not not a ton of elevation
2: yeah i mean you can get when you get down south you know towards delenbaugh i mean you can have some timber and and i mean there's some some places that are definitely down there that that have timber in it, and ponderosa pine but it's not all like that i mean yeah. there's there's big pushes that are but most of it's pinion juniper and and sage
1: yeah it's pretty open country huh 100% yep yeah.
2: well and then when you get off to the west side too and and you start to get in some of that that desert red you know rock mm-hmm. country and that that's man there's some interesting stuff over there
0: hmm. So that was good. I just want to jump around and ask you that quick before we moved on to something else. Yeah. Book, out of a
2: lifetime, um, I I often put in for it first choice just to see if I can draw it again. I, the guys that are on the, they're listening to this. I drew it with two points.
1: Oh wow! You're, I, you're I, that guy.
2: I, I I literally went in, and I, um, I normally put in for whitetail hunt first choice late, and for whatever reason, I I just on a whim was like you know what I, I'm just going to try this one I just hadn't I wanted to do it wanted to see what it was all about and I put I put 13b for my first choice and hmm. put a, a late white tail for second and lo and behold I drew it I could not believe it
1: huh.
2: incredible two points and and man did I get a lot of crap for that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely give you some, yeah, yeah.
2: So for you, but. I, and you do I feel there's you know there's some guys that you know that I would mattered along the way that had been waiting, you know, 20 years to draw that tag. Mm-hmm. So, sorry.
1: Somebody's got to draw. I mean, if that's yep. the way the draw system yep. works, it is what it is. What I, is keep, it? I keep telling Brady, one of these days I want to be the guy that draws one of those, you know? I've never really I, had I, I want to know what it feels like. Me too. To open my email, not expecting to draw a tag and see that successful I, and just I fall guess, out of my chair. I guess I
0: had that once. <laughs> I drew that Southwest Montana mule um, deer tag one year okay and now i only had minimum points too and guys have been waiting their whole life for it but it yeah. wasn't like it's not like in a yeah it's a great unit but it's not like some other state that it's like more trophy coveted that everyone knows about yeah but.
1: the only time it's ever happened to me is on utah bear tags i've drawn two bear tags in utah filled neither <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> filled neither both of them Completely unexpected. I huh. think I had two points for the one time, maybe two or three the other. But, yeah, both both bear tags. For whatever reason, I'm like, man, couldn't that have been an elk tag or yeah, or a deer tag? I'd take it. Thanks. I'd, I'd take it. But, yeah, it hasn't happened to me yet. But one of these days, mm-hmm. I hope that it does.
0: Huh. Well, I want to do uh, that was an awesome story, by the way, Cody. So
1: Yeah.
2: Do you, do you, uh, you keep diving uh, in? Hunt, hunt of a lifetime. I would tell anybody to try it. Yeah try oh. to get drawn for it I, I i i i do it once in a while just to see if it'll happen again just at a chance and i i and, and i i'm getting up in points again so i'm like well you know i mean it doesn't hurt to try Yep. so trail i
0: want to know about your optic setup right now on most hunts i don't think we want to go around the room just like for, for like a. I mm-hmm. i don't know what we should call it like whatever you take a round them, table round table
1: yeah, I'm, I've am i been using pretty much the same setup for probably five years, I guess, at this point, which is a pair of Lycan Octavid 10x42s. Nice piece. Yeah. Um, probably 20 years ago, I went into a shop to buy a pair of Suaro ELs, uh-huh. and I walked in, money in hand. uh, I looked at the binoculars that they had available. I said, I'd like to look through these ELs. And then uh, my brother had bought a set of Lycra ultra vids. Yep. And he said, just look through them. Just let your eyes, you know, do the talking. And we took both pairs out, put them on a tripod, pretty close to sunset. I spent probably a half an hour going back and forth between the Leicas and the Suaros. And I like the Leicas. So I bought the ultravids.
2: It's not uncommon at all.
1: Yeah, and so when it came time to buy another pair of binoculars, which, like I said, it's been about twenty, well, fifteen years, I guess, before I bought another
2: pair. Do you like the? Do you like the coloring better? Did you? Li- was it's, there it's something? It's a color thing for yeah, me. Yeah, and, and that's that's the most common answer given when you yeah. talk about Leica, you know, versus Swarovski. Is is it, it's it's the color?
1: Yeah. It just. Popped a little more for my eyes, yep. whatever whatever it be. And, and it was a tough pill to swallow because, like I said, I walked in there, cash in hand, being like, I'm buying a pair of ELs today. And I walked out with a pair of Ultravids, and it felt kind of weird because I was like, I don't know if I just mm. did the right thing because I had my mind set on these ELs, right? But, um, yeah, loved, loved the Ultravids. Came time to buy some new optics. Did the exact same thing. Put the Noctavids. Looked through them. Loved that glass. I bought a pair of Noctavids, and I've had those for about five years. Yep. Um, Spotting scope, I've got a Suaro 65. It's the HD um, 20 by 60 by 65 which is packable for me. You know, I can throw that in my backpack. I don't feel like I'm sacrificing too much because it's not all that heavy. Straight angled? Angled. Yeah, I've always liked the angle just for comfort of glassing. But like I think I said, what, maybe last week on a podcast we did? You might be winning me over with the side acquisition, the speed of it. Yeah, well. Because I've, I've had a couple instances this year where threw the spotter on couldn't find an elk as quick as I thought I should.
2: I just think that when you you find something, you lock down your 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 head, mm-hmm. pull the binos out, slide this straight on. My spotter's always kept at the lowest power, so I immediately have a as big a field of view as it offers. Yep. And generally speaking, I've I've marked what I'm looking at and maybe take you know like where the animal is on uh, you know from that that reference point and then you know basically have tried to put the spot in scope so that is now showing me you know that piece so mm-hmm. with that with that reference point and and the open field of view of the of the lowest power on the spotter man i can i can hone in and find something yeah. really super quick and I, i'm not saying that the I mean, everybody always wants to mix it, you versus me, or mm-hmm. whatever. It's just not that big a deal. I, I'm not going to tell you that that I don't think that angles are are more or less comfortable because they're not; they're more comfortable. Yep. But yeah. I'm talking about site acquisition, like like acquiring it right now.
0: Yep. I, w- I want to jump in. I got two points here. If you guys didn't know what Cody just said, that was a really good tip about every time you're done using your spotter, crank that thing back down to lower magnification so the next time you throw it up yeah. on there. Outside side acquisition is going to it, be even it, faster.
2: It, it, you should be doing that with your rifle scope when you're walking. You, know. you should be doing that with your your spotter when you're about ready to do it. That's and then the second kind of thing, I think
0: it was, you mentioned that you listened to the last podcast we did. Mm-hmm. Trails are probably our number one podcast fan. He listens <laughs> to every podcast. <laughs> So he, yeah, we were talking about that side acquisition thing, and I remember we went deep onto it for a little while. So yeah. thank you, Trail, for listening to the Big Hunt Guys podcast. You bet. I, I do like
1: listen. That. I listen in, try to pick up tidbits. Um, and then I have a Leica 2400 rangefinder, just the Rangemaster R. And um, I've had a pair. I also have a pair of Vortex 12 of 50s, the UHDs that I use from time Great to time. Great piece of glass. Yeah and then i've had a pair of Suaro slc 15s 15 to 56s and i love those but i also wanted to go to alaska on a that moose was hunt the stuff. I was remembering <laughs> yeah, that. yeah I was so i sold dive, yeah. those to buy a plane ticket um that's probably the one
2: hey that's a lifetime deal right there right yeah. If
1: I'm wrong. It is. It was. And it was a To good, anybody
2: out there listening, if you're going to sell 15s it was are going to do it to go moose hunting. Yeah. I get it.
1: That might be the only reason I would do that. But looking back on it, I still, I wished I had those 15s because I loved, I loved those SLC 15s. But maybe... Maybe I'll see an UltraVid HD 15 sometime, like if you're out there listening to the Big Hunt Guys podcast. Yeah. Um, Suaro, maybe we'll see a, a 15 and a Pure, I huh? am
2: always asking for things like that. Okay. Just so you know.
1: But that's probably it. And then as far as, like, I think this is probably the first year in five years, I've really been excited about something new in optics as far as binos and spotters that really has piqued my interest, that has me saving my money. Sure. And that's the the new spotter from Suaro. Yeah, the little a- guy. Right the ATCs, the, the ATCs ATC. and the STs. Yep, the ST and the ATC, right? So those definitely have probably one of my paychecks in their future. <laughs> so so the guys who are <laughs> the gals who are watching the podcast,
0: <laughs> you're going to do a whole paycheck on one of these bad boys, huh? I can't wait to.
1: Yeah. Unless Porter wants to up my pay, so I can just like I have a little <laughs> bit of br- a little bit of breathing room, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to pay put my Christmas whole check bonus. into it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So people are watching the podcast on our YouTube channel. We finally have one of these in our hand, so I'm mm-hmm. holding it right now. It's
2: pretty tiny, it really is. tiny. It's a rock star piece of gear.
1: So one of those, and then I had a chance. I looked through a pair of piers. Oh, the the Pier ten might be the most amazing piece of glass i love that thing well i love the glass what I changes like the it for me in the
2: piers is the field of view it's the field of view because i'm an eight guy i've always been using eights yep typically and because it's got a 400 foot field of view i love that wide field of view easy to hand hold super bright and you put a pair of 10 piers right now in my hands and it's it, you know, it's like somebody just gave me that extra power, but I still have the 400 foot field of view. Yep.
1: And the ergonomics. God, I don't know if anybody talks about just the size of the those, hourglass, the weight, the way they feel in your hand, feeling
0: your
2: hand thing's a big thing to me.
1: Yeah. I absolutely love that. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've had times,
2: they, they, they basically twisted and lengthened <laughs> the, the prisms in there to get that shape and feel. And I mean, it's, Gotcha. Nothing like it. Yeah, I've taken photos. Matter of fact, the first time I ever picked them up, I thought they were, I, I literally, in my mind, I was like, these feel like 32s. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you're right. That's that's how small they are. Yeah,
1: but I've taken photos of my Noctivets. I've cleaned them up. I've taken photos, and I've almost hit the, you know, the post button on the old Instagram, like, for sale. I've almost done it a few times, but I haven't quite done it. But maybe. Maybe for the hunting season? Yeah, <laughs> if anybody's listening and they're looking for a really nice pair of Leica
2: Noctivids, used Noctivids, well, been glassed up a lot. By the way, of that's a that's a great value.
1: Slide into my DMs; I might be selling. Yeah, so that's probably <laughs> let it for the me bidding for, begin. Yeah, that might be it for me for, for glass. But those two pieces, like I said, Pure NL, Pure Suaro's the new Suaro ATC spotting scope, are probably the most exciting pieces of uh, of glass that I've looked at in five years.
2: Was today the first time you looked through it?
1: That's the first time I've seen that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting what's what's happening, and you know the you know I, I've been getting just a ton of questions about it, and I think what's interesting is is that the just the the amount the sheer amount of people that are literally changing, and that maybe they're not changing. Maybe they're just finally getting you know what they kind of really want is so many people are trying to lighten up the load and, and not just lighten it up but 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 make the footprint in your pack smaller yeah, yeah. well y- you give somebody a set of 1042s or of maybe a 1242 NL and give them that well that's that's a pretty light package yeah um, that's I'll, a pretty effective package yeah I, I don't care where you are so you know in that you know, what was really fun about that was is that, you know, I always look at a spotting scope and especially, and, I, and I'm really, really um, zero in on this, but, you know, the exit pupil is I always look at the, the exit, like if you divide 56 by by 2 and you're at 28, 28 power, you're going to have basically a 2 millimeter exit pupil. So generally speaking, a lot of times at 2 millimeters, you, you start kind of, a little bit of you know point of diminishing returns and i was just super impressed with how long it held out yeah and and i i'm i was completely blown away by that and and i'm super excited about it um i i can't wait to because i will have one in my um it'd be kind of fun i should bring in you know i've got i've got an old 25 by 50 gold ring mm-hmm. you know that's just that piece that's that big and. Yep you know i've got uh i've got a 12 to to 40 by 60 and you know i've got some other pieces i got an old uh my dad had a uh i used to borrow it like it was mine um anybody else ever do that yeah um, <laughs> it was a 15 to 45 by 60 balsam elite mm-hmm. and that was actually a really i mean and was you know that that was kind of a step above the Bushnell thing, and and that was a really good piece of gear. But that was super lightweight, so it'd be kind of fun to put all those on the table and just like You're look literally at literally a go.
0: walking museum
2: of optics. I, I've I've got enough pieces to to kind of show the the ages.
1: Yeah, the thing about it is, is I'm not I'm not willing to sacrifice the efficiency of the of the of the the glass for the weight. It's like I'm not, you know what I mean. I'm I'm not going to do that, but if this is optically, well, visually, here's something clear, that's interesting
2: about that. I would, because I, I know where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I agree with you because the questions that are being asked right now is, is like, well, Hey, well, okay. So if I use my, like you said, you had a 65. So mm-hmm. if I use my 65, like where, you know, where does one take over and the other begin? And, and really quite simply that, you know, you got to figure that out for yourself and your eyes and how that looks. But you know, I, You've got to answer that question. Like, okay, yeah. but, but your 65 is, is, is higher in weight in, in space. And so at what point does that matter to you?
1: I could almost see myself going to one of these for backpack hunting. And then somehow, you know, beg, borrow, coming up with some money to put in <laughs> <laughs> an, an 80 millimeter
2: or an 85, a bigger, well, so, for front country. Yep. So here's what's interesting about this. What I found, somebody said. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite. I think it was Tom at at Swarovski or I'm not sure who actually said it to. Maybe it was Jason. Or if you look at that, and if you've ever looked through a pair of EL Swarovisions,
1: mm-hmm.
2: essentially that's what you're. I mean, that's really what you're looking through. And and I haven't. I'm 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 kind of going out on my own and saying this because I. I think there's just some some things that need to be talked about that piece. That piece is integral. It's all one piece. Yeah. It's not an eyepiece coupled with. A body. So, so you, there's, there's filters in there that are not there. So you're not, you know, I mean, it's all one piece together. And I don't know, is there any, is there light loss? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's some really interesting things that are happening with that piece that I found to be really really um man when you're looking through it there's it just was a in really enjoyable piece to look through pretty much through the entire power range or multiple or a uh, magnification range
1: am i understanding you correctly then to saying that this potentially maybe has a visual a little more clarity because it is one piece well, versus I, a two-piece I, I think that there's i piece?
2: think there's less lost in it because of that yeah gotcha I mean, because, and I'm not, and by the way, Are let's you trying just to sell me one of these. Is well, I, I, I think I've already done that but, yeah. that, but that's the thing is, is that I, I had you at hello today when I walked <laughs> yeah. in with it. Yeah, you did. Um, But I think that's, look, this isn't to degrade anybody else's stuff, but it, but we've never I've been asking for a compact spotter for more than a decade that was made by the big three. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not trying to knock on. It's not about knocking anybody else's gear. It it's literally about. This is the kind of stuff that's been being asked for. People think I was nuts, but the first time they introduced the 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 um, uh, the, the modular series, and you can call Jason at Sarovsky and ask him. First thing I did was say, "Hey, that 65 right there, can we throw a 30 power eyepiece on that?" Hmm. And he looked at me like. Don't you want to look at all the other, no, I was, I was like, I, I got so many people that ask about compact spotters and, and they want the, you know, the, the, the optics. Well, you know, you're, you're looking at, I mean, everything on that table is worthwhile.
0: Yeah. We're going to switch gears and not talk about everyone else's stuff while we're on the same subject and just talk about some of these three right here. Cause we have all these three compact spotters.
2: Well, do we, do, are we going to hear your... Yeah, we'll jump back. Too, okay, but we're okay, at a good point. Okay, i just making sure.
0: We're at a good point right now. We can keep rolling with these because you're bringing up a lot of really good points. And I don't want to jump around too much. Yeah, we're I, already in, de- in depth on here. And so we already, we've been talking about the Swaro ATC 1740 to 56 for a little bit. I'm going to dro- drop a weight on that one because I actually weighed it a little bit earlier. Everything on there, not including an Arca Swiss because we don't have an Arca Swiss on there. But eye cups and front cup, two pounds, 4.6 ounces. Oh. Pretty lightweight package.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, man, when I first picked it up, I was—I mean, I didn't have the specs. I—I—I I, I was just kind of surprised that it was—you know—it is that heavy, but it's—I don't think that's that heavy.
0: No, no. And then comparably too. So we have what's this bad boy here, Cody? People listening again. Um, that, is the the, that is the—that
2: is the COA, uh That's the Promoter Five Five Three. And for people that don't know, I think we've talked about a little bit on the on the deals five five three the the odd number is angled five five four even number is straight Okay.
0: so this is another one of the very compact spotters, and I weighed this one a little bit ago one pound thirteen ounces, yep, that's again with eye cups on it
2: so one thing to note about both of these is that trail with the ATC in his hands the 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 magnif- or the i'm sorry the the focus wheel is is uh, like Swarovski like in the fact that they use one giant wheel and the gearing they use is, you know, what they feel is, is good. The thing I do like, honestly, about any spotter, when you have a micro macro or, a, you know, a fine, of course, however you want to word that, um, it is nice to have that, that, that micro and get really, you know, down in there and, and get, you know, focused yeah. tight and um you feel like so that makes
0: a big deal when you're glassing maybe close and far i i, I think far? it
2: i i think it makes a bigger deal when you're you know the longer you are yeah. you know from something but um i mean i think that's always important but anything you can do to help that
0: and this is a 15 to 45 correct the 553
2: yeah so um wh- what was the weight on the the uh the razor oh the we or, or about X- it, yeah. Uh, yeah so because that was that's a 50 mil and then it it's 50 mil for the vortex, 55 for the the, uh, the COA and and then you got 56 millimeters for the so and you got 11 to 33 for the vortex Rager for the HD. razor uh, vortex ray HD and then you've got um, 17 to 40 on the on the ATC and then 15 to, to uh, 45. 45.
0: And uh, the vortex one here, the razor that I hold in my hand is one pound nine point seven ounces. So it's actually so it's, up to three here. It's the
2: light. It's the lightest. Uh, you know, it's. I, I guess that makes sense. It's the smallest. You know, objective lens and a little less.
1: One thing you'll note, the Swaro has the largest eyepiece. The aperture. Aperture is re- the, there's It's larger.
2: Yeah. It, it, it's so. And so, for everybody that's wondering or that aperture or that eyepiece is the exact same eyepiece that is on the ATX or STX. Meaning that if you have pieces, and I don't care what digiscoping deal you're using, or it, it fits the exact same thing. It's good to know. So, um, you know, whether it's a phone scope or mag view or, you know, um all of them you know work you know hand in hand if you have one for an atx stx it works for the atc stc i just like the <clears throat> size of it it feels like it's so much brighter um well i've often said this about the ats or i'm sorry atx stx in my opinion i think it's one of the most forgiving
1: mm-hmm.
2: eyepieces to look through and And when, when I say that, I mean that by, um, I I feel like I have a little bit of a window there of being perfectly in line with it to where I think it's forgiving that, you know, if I, if my eye has a little bit of a shake or, you know, if I'm trying to get real close to it and I I just, I've always felt that that was a very forgiving eyepiece.
0: I think there's something to be said there too, because I, I would fully agree like it feels comfortable when you put it to your face. Yep. You don't have to worry like you're saying. It's like right. almost like self aligns naturally or the way it's yeah, shaped and, maybe and it, your eye is going in there a bit differently, but like
2: other eye pieces do good too, but I I just think that that one is the most forgiving when it comes to to eye alignment if you if you use that term.
0: Yep. So three pretty awesome options for someone who's looking to go deep in the backcountry.
2: Yeah, and, and I think it's You know, what people need to make that decision for themselves is, you know, A, what their pocketbook allows them to do. I I mean, flat out, I will tell you right now, you take, you know, the Vortex and, you know, that far superior than so many other things that I've tried in my life. And then, you know, and then the COA came along. COA came along, you know, a few years back. And, I mean, that has stood the test of time because, before that, you know, I was looking into Minox and, yeah. and, you know, they had an 11 to 33. And I mean, there, there's, there's been a, a few of them over the years that, you know, like the, the Nikon edge, you know, ED 50 or I'm sorry. Yeah. Nikon edge, you know, ED 50 Um, that was always regarded as a, as a pretty good spotting scope. So we've, we, we've continued to kind of put them out there. And I mean, now we're getting to, I mean, we've got a good solid representations of what, a good compact spotter should be.
0: And there's definitely use cases for it. I mean, I've never seen trails so excited before. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have to knock you, Trail, but you I are. Know. <laughs> excited yeah <laughs> I'm, like I'm almost
1: giddy, giddy. it's it's like yeah. i said yeah i was on an elk hunt when i saw this come out you know i it was slow midday i had a little bit of service top of the peak where i was at pulled Is, that up as a I matter thought, of
2: fact i do believe he slacked me when i, he was, I did he, that he day he day I did slap me on that deal yeah hey like what's, what are, you, what, yeah, what like, are these what's running my cost yeah
1: what's <laughs> what's in srp on these bad boys i should start saving now No, I, every once in a while, there's a piece of gear that comes out that just really fits with your style of hunting. And for me, I think this is it. It's right up my alley. I mean, the size of it, the, uh, magnification, you know, the clarity, uh, weight. I mean, this thing is just, I love it. Question. Yep. I know you got an answer, so. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, I'll bullshit you if I don't. Okay, good, okay, good. (laughs) So would you,
0: like, do you normally take a spot or elk hunting? Um... Yeah, I actually do. Would you? I was hoping you were going to say not a lot, but
1: um, well, it's it's uh, it depends on the hunt, right? So if it's a like an OTC tag in Colorado, and I'm not too hung up on trophy potential, yeah. and I'm just out hunting there elk with my That's bow, great. and they're bugling, I, I probably won't throw one in. Mm-hmm. But. You know, this year I draw a tag in Utah. You know, I burn my points on it. I'm I'm hunting for a certain age class of bull. I packed a spotter everywhere, and I used it all the time. I took yep. a ton of digiscope footage through it. I use that spotter every single day. Um, so, yeah, I I would say it's, it's kind of sixes, and any time I'm hunting late right. season elk, if I'm hunting rifle elk hunting, I'm packing a spotter.
0: So so like on some of those other hunts, would you be more apt to maybe carry one now that you have a super lightweight package as you can still su- do some damage with glassing?
1: Oh, if I had if I had this, which I will eventually, I would pack that everywhere I go.
2: I don't know if anybody's noticing, but, th- you know, there's an elephant in the room right now. And he's <laughs> you need to check out <laughs> he's, 47 he's,
0: minutes and 50 seconds in to watch Porter creep across the podcast <laughs> in the background. <laughs>
2: Porter, the most g- embarrassing thing he's ever By done. Way, he's on home. He's been creeping for for the last thirty yards back there. Oh gosh,
1: Porter, it's only five thirty. What are you doing? <laughs> it's only five thirty. Hey, Porter,
2: growing it back. I love to see that, brother. How are you?
1: Say hi, everybody. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Fearless, <laughs> we love you, brother. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Man, that was Chris
0: Porter himself.
1: CP. Yeah, I would pack that everywhere. I would never leave without that thing yeah. in my pack. I mean, it doesn't take up any space. Two pounds, I can totally justify that because there will be use case scenarios where I wished I had a spotter. I mean, I went to that hunt in New Mexico for elk. It was a lot of thick stuff. We were roaming around chasing bugles, but there were probably three or four times during that hunt where we saw a bull across the canyon. I would have loved to have the ability to just pop on a spotter and take a look at it to see what it is.
2: Yep. Yeah. I just think there's there's going to be those moments where you know you've looked at it from two miles, you know what's up there, and you know guys are going to want to sprint up in there and take a look and and get close, and you know maybe they've got their tens or twelves or whatever they're doing, and you know they just want to throw something quick up there and, yeah. and it's going to take a lot of poundage out you know out of people's packs, I tell you that.
1: I mean, in reality, also, if you're antelope hunting, if you're mule deer hunting, if you're coos deer hunting, and you don't have a spotting scope, I don't know what yeah. you're doing.
2: Yep. Good <laughs> point. <laughs> 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 <Just> <laughs> dropped a bomb. Write that <laughs> down, folks. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. There's you, a you gotta tra- have trail one. just called <laughs> you out right there, period. You I don't know what you're a, doing. You, but
1: You got to have a spotter. Yep. I think i mean mm. i I would never leave home without a spotting scope, and I just yeah I dig this thing i'm 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 super excited about it. it's like i said i it it's pretty rare I get excited about a product, but I'm jacked about this one,
0: yeah, and it, you guys all know too i I love bear hunting, I think bears are my second favorite animal to hunt, they're over elk, hmm. so fully that that's out there that's out there they're they're over elk for me, so it's mutual one <laughs> bears two elk. I don't even know if they to make top five, whatever. Yeah. But but oh, anyway, he's, he's harsh. harsh. <laughs> <laughs> he's I just I just wanted to he's take mean. that stab. He's mean. You guys are maybe on one today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the one thing I really loved when I first saw this, I instantly thought of how we need
2: to get him a shirt that says doesn't play well with other Yeah,
0: versions. that's right. <laughs> Is how awesome this spotter. ATC is going to be on a bear hunt because I've been packing around my 115 and my BTX or the 115 and the ATX for a while. Yeah, I love that thing, absolutely love it. I paid for it fully; it's my baby. I'm going to use it all the time. But bear hunting, I don't need to judge antlers or horns or anything. I just need to know if it's a good bear. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes I'm glassing bears really far distance, and I don't want to hike all the way over there to then find out it's a small bear. Right. Like because my binos aren't going to do it, but I can have this guy that's going to do exactly what I need. Super bright. And I'm going to tell Absolutely how big it is, true. and I'm not even limited by power either. Even though it only goes to forty, I can still judge a bear with this spotter right here, and then go over there and kill said bear. Like this is a game 100%. changer for the guys going crazy
2: spring well, bear hunting. I I just I I think the thing that's going to be really interesting is is that you know every once in a while you you know, you do something and and you know the the for most of my glassing life, it's been tens, 15s in pack. In, in a in a in a in some monstrosity of a spotting scope, okay. Mm-hmm. And and this was you know, this was maybe even before the Koas came around with the promenade thirty two by eighty twos, blah 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 blah, right? Awesome, love the whole experience. But those moments like I remember the first time that I ever took a pair of ten thirty twos on a tripod, ten ELs. E L.
1: Mm-hmm
2: and, and just had a little sixty five millimeter spotting scope like you have the S T S. Mm-hmm. And you think to yourself like, where'd the piano go? Like, you know, where'd the weight go? Yep. Well, I mean, you know, that's a lot of heavy gear. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I I'm I'm not saying that's right for everybody and not whatever, but there, there's a lot of guys that are just I can hear them like just licking their chops, you I, know, trying to get after the the twelve fifties or whatever and in a small spotter and i think this is i think you're gonna see you know i think you're gonna see some people really kind of grab onto these you know you know in it in 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 the atc i don't care how you slice this it's just putting a lot there's so many people asking about all this i'm getting questions about all the compacts it's not just them we're bringing,
0: bringing awareness. Th- like.
2: People are asking questions, and they're, they're looking at ways to cut and do things and, 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 and make their situation better. And that's, that's the beauty of this whole thing. We keep, we keep saying it. It's about having choice. Yep. And, and we just added more choices. That's, the, that's what I love.
1: Yeah. You're bringing sexy back. That's what you're doing.
2: Hey, when you're blessed with this, you gotta bring sexy yeah. <laughs> back when it comes to the spotter.
1: I mean, look at that thing. It's, yeah, it's, these things are look really at them, <laughs> all three of them. Yeah, they're sexy. <laughs> a thing of beauty. Yeah. Yeah, I. It's like I. I think if it makes, I always, I always say, save the weight if it makes sense. So if it's not going to make you a better hunter, you know, keep packing well, the weight. Look, but if it's as good or better, and you can save the weight, then make that purchase. If
2: I, I always. This it comes back to like when you're selling, and when I when when you talk to people and you say you're you're like what is your main focus, and they're like hey man I I just I like finding animals like digiscoping I like good quality pictures. Mm. Well, okay, I'm just gonna like point this out. Don't go with the 50 millimeter. Yeah. Get the get the 90. Get, get the Hubble. Get, get, get whatever. Yeah. To, I mean, so the you know you got to go with the gear that makes. Sense for you. Sense for what you're doing at that given moment. And, you know, like the like the new Koa 99. I mean, there's, there's guys taking some outrageous, you know, digiscoping pictures with that Koa 99. Yeah. So that's a tool, and it does a specific job. Yep. But it's going to cost you when it comes to weight
1: yep.
2: and size.
1: So, Cody, why we got you here, I'm going to switch gears. Do you care if I switch gears? I was, yeah, totally. You, were you ready it. to switch gears? I was ready to switch okay. gears as well. Anything else on the horizon? Optics, tripods, tripod heads.
2: You know, there. Look, there's always stuff in the works. Hmm. Um. I would tell you that there's some stuff that that I'm working on, and I should say we are working on. Um. Th- I mean, the, the, these are not like, oh my God, knock down, drag out. These are just things that that have come available and, and it looks like, you know, hopefully we're going to be able to carry them in the shop there. It, it, and, and some of it's um, priced right and, and performance is good. And so we're trying to offer more mm-hmm. and offer better. Um, there's going to be some things that we, that we are looking at trying to, to do with tripods and, and um, I, you know, I'm trying to let the cat out of the bag because some things have to fall into place and make sense and work um and and we'll see what we can do with those but um as far as other manufacturers out there and what they're doing um i mean i think the biggest area that is interesting right now and that is kind of open for the taking is range hiders i don't even think that we've i mean we're getting to where we've started to nail things down But I don't even, because of the patents and everything involved with them and in the, I I mean, there's a reason why all the compact spotters look alike. And it's because there's patents involved. So I think the farther we go along and the longer we get away, I think you're going to see things change. Hmm. They've got to eventually. Um, I mean, with Leica coming out with the new Pro Series, I mean, you know, there's some crazy stuff going on with that. Hmm. i mean you know you're you're i mean you're basically taking a range finder and it's plotted on a map for you
1: hmm. yeah wow
2: so you know some guys would think oh that's great some guys you know i mean yeah, you could virtually some some guys think it's too much yeah I, and, and I mean, I've had guys express that to me when I brought it up like, hey, you can do this. And here's some of the features you can do. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Is that even legal? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, th- I think there's some, you know, people got to answer some of those questions for themselves. And, and you know, but I, I, I think for you to be able to triangulate a shot like, hey, if I get over to that hillside over there and I and that animal's there. And I'm here like, okay, what does it take for me to get there? And what is that shot going to be when I get to that hill? I don't, I, I don't think that's a big deal.
0: Cause animal, because still they'll move away anyway.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, but there, so there's, so there's a lot of things that are coming that way. The technology and, you know, we've, you know, we've, we've gone down this hole with the, the trail cameras and for and against. And, and, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think people are going to have to make some decisions and, you know, I don't know what some of the game and fish department's gonna do with all this and and it's always interesting, but man, I'll tell you what I want. I love the fact that we have a choice and I want as much technology as we can and, and I'm kinda like I, I kinda like to regulate that myself. Like, you know?
0: Yep. Well put. I mean
2: I, I it quite frankly, I think it's crazy not to hunt without a rangefinder. Yeah, I also but there are some people <laughs> that think that you yeah, know oh well that's cheating well i don't think it's cheating i think it's exact if that deer's at 33 yards i'm going to hit it at 33 yards yeah and so i i think there's there's arguments for all this you know some people i've gotten comments for people brag on me for using you know the the coas or the btx well i i've always thought that my time behind something is valuable and if i can look at something far away and then you know go pursue that i i don't i don't know that i see the anything wrong with that i don't know I, everybody's got their own thing out there but i'm just happy that we're getting choices yeah. we've been asking for things in optics and in range finders like you know buttons on the right side and you know like i still think you should be able to switch the button back and forth like this ice does i mean forgotten you know we go over to light switch over there and flip it on over there and it, we can flip it on off over here. <laughs> so, you know, I think we can do some of those things and I think we can, we can make it. So you have a choice. Yeah. So I think we keep hammering on those things, but yep. I think there's a lot of that stuff coming. Um, you know, it, but trail to be specific. I, I I don't have a lot of specifics right now, mm-hmm. but um, I'm excited for the future because there, there are some stuff coming. So just quickly. Yeah. Uh,
0: do you think we're getting close to hitting the ceiling with optics? Like we're not going to get clear, they're not going to get better, they're not going
2: to get... I mean, what? okay, so you guys have been through this. Like, do you, do you remember when the ELs originally came out? Mm-hmm. hmm Everyone was like, oh, you know, Swarovski SLCs, Zeiss 1040s, you know, all this stuff. Like, there's no way you can make them better.
0: Yeah, but they did.
2: Well, then all of a sudden they come out with the, the e, with the EL, and it just blew people's minds. I mean, people were going crazy over it. You know, then you think to yourself, well, when I, when I first understood and heard the ELs, I was like, come on. Like, really? Like, the glass, like, you know, it's it's good, but, like, and then all of a sudden you look through them and you go, holy cow, where'd the field of view come from? Mm-hmm. Well, so all of that stuff keeps coming, and, and you keep thinking to yourself, you know what's next i
1: I, mean you look at the you look at the gains i mean the gains are in fill the view and then ergonomics of the actual body they made them lighter they made them smaller right how long till you see an optics that's you know gathering data with your fill the view you see that you see an animal you click it over time it develops ai of what a search image looks like we're going Terminator <laughs> now, boys. <laughs> it determines but, but, the search you know what image. And it's like uh, oh, maybe you but should but spend an some hour of that here. Stuff is How about that, that be, Brady?
2: That
0: might be a little much for me. You like
2: that one, don't you? But I mean, there's, there's your deep thoughts. But, but here's the thing, though there there are some things that already do that. Now I'm not. I shouldn't really talk about them because I haven't used them. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't need anything to. Well, I don't need anything to aid me. And finding or not finding, I can I'll do that on my own. Like my time and my experience and my yeah. dedication, and and in my uh, experience. Well, I, uh, that to me is you're honing your skills every time you're out in the field. Exactly. I don't need to enhanced anything to tell me what I'm you know what I am seeing or not seeing. as that did, did it detect movement or not movement? I, I'm not interested in any of that.
0: But would a new person be interested in that? Maybe.
1: Oh, absolutely! I think they would. It's and just because they're Yeah. At, well. what, at what point do you cross the line though of a fair, fair chase? Yeah. Which to me, I think you're you're going over and above and beyond mm-hmm. what I feel comfortable with yeah, personally. I mean, it's,
0: it's kind of like thermals right now. Thermals, you know? same thing. They're, night vision, they're, yeah. they're way yeah. too far same on the other thing, side of the direction too, for too, me.
2: Too far. Me too. Have you guys looked through some of those thermals? Yeah, um, I've seen them at the shows. It's. It, I mean, it is ridiculous how good they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: I, I, I was able to look through the Leica one after a dinner one night. And, you know, it was through a scope, not on a rifle, but I was in a parking lot and looking down the street. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it was scary how good it was. Like,
1: Yeah, I think that's too much. I think it's too far once you, you delve off into that realm. Yeah,
0: we've all been sitting there thinking every now and then, like, man, wouldn't it be great to know how many animals are here right now? But like <laughs> I think that I think about it though, really, and it's like I don't know if I really want to know. I want to be able to find it for myself and not have something else. Well, that's point them out to me, like, I, like being able to detect. I, I've always dermally. said this.
2: I enjoy the ambiguity. Yeah. And I'll take the best quality glass I can find. I I don't know. I mean, you know, can you make something? I, I okay. Let, let me put it this way. The best glass that we know of, or whatever, is like what ninety two, ninety three percent. You know, uh, a light. light transmission.
0: I keep waiting for some planet to well, go by the Earth and some <laughs> new dust falls down. and We get new optics <laughs> that are like
2: way better. So the the question is: Is I don't know. Does does ninety five? I don't. I mean, at what point does it so bright that it hurts your? I I don't know.
0: Yeah, someone's glassing and, and all or, of a sudden they burn their eyes. <laughs>
2: so I, I'm just saying, there's. I, I, it's interesting, and, and I think there's. You know coatings, and I think you know we keep learning about all this stuff. But yeah. um, you know, you got to remember, like some of these companies have been at this, you know, this optics thing for a hundred plus years. Like, like, you know, yeah, pretty incredible. I mean, it's it's amazing.
0: I think too, the further we get down, um, all the science and technology with even humans' eyes, like contacts and glasses and lasik surgery and whatever else i think that's only could potentially enhance what we know about other optic stuff like more glassing because you can take that technology how they do things there how you can make a a lens for someone who you know is colorblind and that could work and then you figure out other coatings there and you can apply them then to a binocular response yeah i think there's
2: some enhancements that can be done i had a, a guy not too long ago that i actually had to call some some people and and talk you know like medical stuff because i was like okay well I, you know i just want to make sure that i'm understanding and you know this colorblind and you know it's an interesting thing when someone can't differentiate between certain they're I, looking at like shades and not that's what i always
0: wonder how great of a mule deer hunter i'd be if i could actually see colors really well because i'm <laughs> mostly colorblind
2: you are um and from birth or from or did de- it degrade or? I mean, I don't <laughs> know. But mean, I know, but some people have that, yeah. like, some people, I guess it de- It's can like, I can sit, like, I
0: can sit in here right now and see colors everywhere, but, like, if you take one of those little color board tests, you know, can see the numbers, I'll fail every contrast, single time. But you're contrast, though, right? Yeah, I can see, but I'm not, I can't see it as bright as some people can, like, blood on green grass. Can't see it at all. It just I, just I just look for, like, wetness then. So I know I'm missing on other parts of life that I couldn't tell, but I can see like a red stoplight and a green stoplight. I can totally tell those two colors. I can see boot colors, but like there's just different shades that I can't see very well. And I wonder how well, much just, more, I, like even that's what I said, like the colorblind thing before, like what if something they could put in front of my lens, that's not going to like impede my glassing ability, but might make me as a person who's slightly colorblind pick up on colors easier. Cause then I could pick up those shadows and, Different, like oh, there's green, and now there's, a deer, there's a brown deer next to it. And I could see that easier. Right in my mind, they're both. They start to look alike when they're out further.
2: Well, you know, it's a very interesting thing when people are deb- have some sort of debilitation, or you know, some sort of something holding them back from seeing perfectly. Yeah. Because you you try to put them in a piece of glass that that enhances whatever they're up against. Mm-hmm. And you know, the biggest one I come in contact with all the time is, is glasses, right? So. Yeah you know, and, and I try to give them, I mean, I'll just say it. Like if you can give somebody a set of ELs that's got field flattener or anything with field flattener and, and, and really helps stretch that, that clarity out out to the edges. Um, you know, I, I, I've had it once where literally told a guy, Hey, look, come on down to the shop. Let me, let me walk you through this. And no one had ever told him before that you could you know, turn the eye cups down and look. I mean, yeah. it was—it was like somebody turned on a f- a light for him, and yeah. and and the guy literally almost got like teary, he, like wept. Yeah, he'd ne- he'd never been able to see good. <laughs> yeah. i c-
0: I can also do that. I could take my I can pop my contacts out, put my binos I mean up, and it, I can it, focus it, them <laughs> so I could see through them without any. I, mean, I, don't I
2: don't mean this in a funny way, but it cost him a couple grand that day. But I mean, he literally was like, "Oh, this is the best money I've ever spent." Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. he's changed his life.
2: So I. I yeah I mean, I think there's things there's things out there. I mean, I'll take anything we can get, but you know with everything i I think it just has to make sense and you know, like my eyes j- just in the last i don't know year, you know I've started wearing readers at, at you know for computer work and and you know certain things I'm fine, and, you know I mean, I can read the vortex stuff and whatever on the deal, but you know sometimes when it's small stuff man i I, I need readers, so it I don't know what that would feel like if I couldn't go out and put my eyes behind binoculars yeah. and glass. That would be, you know, that would just, that would crush me. Yeah. So.
1: You know a piece of gear that I like this year? What's that? That little ASIAC bino adapter.
2: Rydell's done a fantastic job with that.
1: Man, that thing works so well. And it's, I well, mean, I, I, I dropped, what, four ounces, I guess, from what I was using. To so cook. I
2: think that there's, there's. I mean, I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Is mm-hmm. that I, I think it's a piece that, first of all, I think everybody ought to have one to have a backup. Yep. And I think for a guy that's that's truly counting, because not only did you get rid of space around the bonnet, you know, you got to you, you don't have to have a plate with it because it's Arca Swiss. Yep. So there's a lot of things that that he's that he's taken away there that I think are, you know. Weight, you know, weight savings and, you know, functionality, right? Functionality, yep. rather?
1: Yeah, with the way that plate slides in with my VA5 head, I can just slide that thing in. Yep. It's got the little safety post that pops and, up.
2: And it, and it doesn't bother you that, that it's slightly offset?
1: No. In fact, I like it. Yeah. so I like I, it better. I, I put don't. My, I put mine on th- the. It's the, interesting
2: to say that. Yeah. Okay. I put right.
1: mine on the right barrel. Okay. For a right-hander. So okay. it kind of puts my face a little bit, you know, farther left of okay. the tripod head. I actually think it's more comfortable. I like it better. Yeah, I didn't notice. So really the only time I ever see
2: that being a disadvantage is when you look the other way. Sure. Yeah. Because you might now be you've got to get around. You get yeah. you got to get farther yourself. back around. So yeah. I mean, there's going to be some little ups, but sure. Um, I think it's a great little product, and I think he's done a just a fabulous job with it, yep. and uh, he's. It, it, I, you know, we'll have to have him down here. Or do, he's just a super passionate guy, and he's he's just wanting to build cool stuff.
0: Even that handle on the VA5 head, too. Absolutely. That carbon fiber handle, and you can cut it shorter. And yep. I was like, trail, I've been using the Azac quite a bit, and I it's grown on me a lot. And I really love it.
2: By the way, have you guys played with the, the clip for the mini?
0: No, the reach mini clip.
2: Yeah, you mm-hmm. guys got to try that because it's legit. It works. I, I know we carry we care them right in the Going Gear yep. shop. I, just, yeah, I
0: haven't personally seen
2: it.
1: Yeah, i have to update my reach before I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm, I'm still using the old DeLorme, but, yeah, I love that thing, and it's been, like I said, anytime I can save weight and I still have the function that I need,
0: why not? I don't even think that sucker weighs a half ounce.
1: Yeah, it's tiny. I
0: think it weighs like point .4 yeah, or
2: point it's .3. it's nothing.
1: It just goes over the barrel on your binos. You tighten it with a little set screw, and yep. I love the fact, like I said, I can ditch a base plate. It's really easy to slide in and out of my tripod head. I like I like the way that it sits kind of off to the side. So that was kind of a home run for me this yeah, year. Yeah, I
2: think that's awesome.
1: Something simple. Yeah, I love yeah, that. We, thing.
2: and we you know we've been selling a good number of. I mean actually a really good number of them. So I think it's um you know I I, I carry one in my pack, and I know that there's going to be a time where that's you know certain pieces that'll be my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I you know I think between him. The thing, the thing that I love about all this is the bino adapters. Mm-hmm. Is we got tons of choices. Isn't
1: it funny that for so many years we just had? I've been carrying that stable light plate, the like a stable light plate right. for I don't know, fifteen years, probably maybe well, ten and, years. And
2: and I used to laugh at the the universal tripod adapter. Yeah. And then I started using it, and and the thing that I find so valuable about it is that I'm testing optics so much. There's no, there's nothing that I mean.
0: You should drop them on there and go. I just
2: drop them on there and go. And, and I, I mean, I think that there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. So, it's I It's just I, funny I, I how things it.
1: can change just that quick. So people could look at things I, just slightly differently and a I new way to do it. And you lose weight and functionality. Yeah, I
2: agree. Just changing your viewpoint and looking from a different angle and, and seeing. It, it makes me a better salesman, truthfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to.
0: Yep. I test it all out
2: i learn something new from people every day like well why is he asking that question well let me ask him yeah oh well, hey this is what i do oh well okay so if that's the way you do that well you know why don't we try this and you know you figure out that you there's a whole new way that he does that mm-hmm. and you're like okay cool so i can help somebody else some other way
0: heck to the yes
2: yes sir
1: well, that's all i got do you have more for cody
0: no i'll just run through my optics setup real quick yeah. i'm gonna get in a deep discussion on it because i've beat it to the, the ground. Everyone knows what I run, <laughs> but I just got the uh, Vortex 12 by 50 UHDs. I will never, ever probably get rid of them. Never switch over from a 12. Love 12s. Absolutely perfect for me and everything I do. I know I get a lot of questions about when am I going to switch to the big dogs for binos, but honestly, I've looked through them all. I put mine up to next, next to other ones, and I don't know what I'm gaining for what i got already and i'm already able to find animals with what i got and i don't feel like i'm ever losing anything so mm-hmm. that's money i'll spend in other places right now but then i you know did do a different purchase for spawning scope and i feel like the Swaro 115 with either the btx or the atx is an absolute game changer and that was worth every penny to me to switch i'll over never
2: forget when he called me he's like "Dad, i'm ready this is like no it was after he was All like right, the first time after this is like this is like nothing oh. I've ever done. Like this is awesome.
0: Yeah, gotcha. You, it's uh, that's it was the hardest decision I ever had to make in my life because <laughs> it's a fucking lot of money. Oops, I just swore on the podcast. I <laughs>
2: well, I, mean, I know we can swear. So yeah. everybody knows that's just how much money it was. it's a lot of money. <laughs> I try to avoid that's swearing on the podcast. I swear all, all I day have, long. I have I have not done that yet. I, I
0: but yeah, you know, it was a it. big it was a big decision I had to make in life, and I was at a point in my life where I I knew I wanted to. Make some changes in my optics and just be able to, you know, not that competing is a thing I think about a lot, but maybe it's just out competing the animal, like try to find a little edge over him somehow. And yeah, maybe I'll compete some other hunters too, but like just do something different and try to utilize my time in the mountains as best I can. And I felt like that was a tool that was going to get the job done for me the yeah. most. So it's just a two optic setup. And then I got the SIG 8K rangefinder. I just love a handheld rangefinder. I will never. I say this right now, never, and I'll sign my name on it. I'll you'll never see me running a bino binocular rangefinder. I always have to have a handheld. You know, myself. I'm, I'm
2: only, it's funny because the last elk I killed, I, I had a, I had a eight by forty two EL range in my chest harness, and in the small pocket in front of it, I had a twenty four hundred. You, oh, you know, did? like a twenty four hundred. You know, CRF, mm-hmm. and I, I just think when I'm bow hunting. For me, I like having a CRF, or you know, I mean, or a compact rangefinder, yep. and I think it's easier to hide and disguise. Plus movement. Um, I, I'm I'm not gonna tell you that I would never have one versus the other. I think but I'm pretty set on my decision. I, I would just tell you that I will always have a compact for for hunting elk in in a bow situation, and I will. I will continue to use the, the 8x42s like I've been. Yeah, it might come down um, to just
0: time and maybe I see a product that eventually meets my needs, but when I look at something, I want it to excel at that one thing and that one thing only. Right. Like, I feel like I'm... I, you, you could show me both optics and you could say the optic clarity is great on both of them, but to me, you're giving up something when you're adding a bunch of extra junk into it. It might not be junk, it might be great products. I'm not trying to say anything bad. No, but like, no. To me, I feel like... Binoculars are meant for binoculars only. A handheld rangefinder is just a rangefinder. I'll never glass through it because I'm not going to look through it. I don't want my binos to have either. It's bigger binos, bigger to deal with, more things that could go wrong potentially. Maybe I can't use it then. And I don't have a Well, like I don't know. Just my thoughts. I like have simplicity on. But it.
2: those are the things. We to bring it back full circle. Those are the things that I think will get better with technology. Yeah, exactly. maybe is, eventually is, I'll see is, something in my life. Is is when we get to a point that maybe optics coating wise and glass and things won't Should I say compromised? No, I think I think we're getting better at that and I like the EL range TAS for me was was a a, a, Just a crazy good experience and it was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's an awesome piece of glass and you've got you know the 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 the, the ballistics behind it and I, I mean I think those are the things that we keep getting better at. Yeah. And I think I'll throw it, it's one more, blending those two.
0: Then one more caveat on there too, why I like having a compact rangefinder and separately from my binos because my binos are on my chest. They're always they're always collecting heat from my body and then when I'm out shooting, whatever it might be long range practice, it might be shooting in hunting conditions, I don't want my Binos or whatever to get super warm, and it takes that that temperature is going to be different than what I'm actually going to be shooting. at. that's why I always take that compact rangefinder, set it in the shade next to me, or set it somewhere where I can grab all the atmospherics before I take the right. grab the dope on it. And I feel like if I had it in my my chest or on my body, it's going to actually warm it up more than what it really is. Okay. So when I go and range something, it's probably not going to give me the correct you know MOA dial or windage or you elevation. Know, that's, a, and then that's an
2: interesting question as to what and how is is the is it, is it receiving the information and how, what's the duration? Yeah, because I've, I've done
0: the test before the, on, the, on the SIG where I was ranging in the truck, heats up at 80 degrees or whatever, took a range, remembered what that range was, went and stood outside. And these are like late November hunting, running mule deer, mm-hmm. so it's really cold out. Sat that right next to the truck, same exact range, waited for that range finder to get cool for the ambient temperature, two different yardages two different dials yeah it's very slight differences yeah but it's enough at a distance if i have a buck of a lifetime out there but again that's my one shot i want to make the best shot I can. those
2: are the things we keep getting better at
0: yep and again it comes down to choices and we have choices and you guys could have a pair of binos you love it you don't want to buy once and you want to yeah. come, want to package together that's going to be a great option for you totally will be a great option and i'm just different i guess but yeah, that's no, my, yeah
2: it makes sense
1: one of these days we should do a full range finder yeah, podcast. we would really never talk about rangefinders because yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many kind of unknowns, it you know. There's so many new options. We have the new Revik rangefinder. Damn. There's so many different it's rangefinders s- right now. It's that staggering. Yeah, and they and they all do some really unique, cool things. So it would probably be a good one for Don't future podcasts to really dive down a, a hole with rangefinders and yeah. acu- accuracy and, and how each yeah. one works. Exactly.
2: You got two hunts coming up? I got two back-to-backers. Maybe December yeah december or 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 november mid november something like that yeah. yeah
1: we'll we'll do it again
0: yeah it'd be and it's a great time too we could actually maybe take some out in the field here too and do some testing on it cuz we all have a rangefinder yep mm-hmm. and we could just have our personals out there and
1: talk about why we like them all and i love that idea yeah it'd be good Thanks for stopping in,
2: Cody. I'm here for a couple of days, and we're gonna have some fun. And
1: it's always good to catch up. I haven't seen you in a while, so it's I know, good, I mean, good, good, good to see. You. Seriously,
2: like we should plan this a <laughs> we, little more. We,
1: yeah, we should plan our days. We're in town. I think so. Yeah, that'd be good. But yeah, any anything else, Brady? For you?
0: Nope. I just, uh, like I said. I appreciate you guys too, and thanks for checking out. And always remember too. Promo code podcast50 right now. 50 50 50. Get you 50 50 50 50 states for 50 bucks and 50 points back in the gear shop. That's $50 mm. back in your
2: One little slick announcement. Oh. oh, got a little, got a little, got a little rebate going on. Instant rebate.
0: Instant rebate.
2: And it'll be, uh, I think this is going to come out after the start, but I believe it's the 16th of October. Through the end of the year is what I believe is happening. There you go, slick on, tripods. On tripods, slick tripods. They're doing a, an instant rebate, so it'll be reflected
0: right on
1: the on the right, product right detail page. Yep, cool.
2: and, and it's instant, and yeah, we're all good.
1: Gosh, Cody's dropping bombs. Get a tripod. Hey,
2: that's a that's always a good good Christmas gift.
1: Oh, amazing Christmas you gift. You can
2: you can never have too many tripods. Yeah. Sorry, you'd be can't. a hero for that. I'm always I love tripods.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to thank you guys for getting me all jazzed up earlier. You're next welcome. time, next time I'll, uh, you know, not steer the correct direction <laughs> down the mule there now because I'll get pretty fired up. Brady's for it.
1: going straight to the gym
2: to work off this okay. He's going to hammer it out. But Brady, good luck on your hunts.
0: Yeah, I got I got three mule deer tags coming up, so it's my time to have some fun and really looking forward to it. So I'm looking forward to all year and hey, Brady, I'm going to go crazy, Brady, and do my thing.
2: Turn over your turn over your your right shoulder, like hard. Right shoulder yeah <laughs> oh gosh maybe look at that big old
0: coos
1: <laughs> the elk the elk oh. I think that's what he said either saying. or <laughs> yeah. either or
0: yeah maybe next maybe someday Cody I'll burn all my max points that Did are we? close to max
2: oh, we got some yield over here too we, we're good yeah we'll Man, I love doing this in the this is great doing yeah. this in welcome the, to in the, 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 the updated showroom too. In the it's showroom like this is fantastic it's Paul's getting better and better all the time it in here.
0: yep Paul's been dealing with a few people who've been on the
1: podcast he just doesn't stop yeah, yeah. Looks, looks good Well until next time. Thank you guys for that.